Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Only thing I hold 
everyone. Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Chloe Hennessy with her single, Drowning. Hey, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Hello, um, Nicole and Greg. <laughs> Can you believe we're at episode 50 already? Yeah. Do we have music for that? Ba, 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 ba. No. How about, right. how about this? 50. That's probably very apropos. <laughs> or, or else we get we have this. <laughs> <laughs> that one too. You well, can especially make- because before we even started this, Greg, you were like, "I'm surprised we got to this episode." So, no, well, I don't, I don't you know. know. I think Greg, I, you Greg, know, I've been very. I I think I've been very supportive of this. I think it actually supportive of this. It's like you know, you started it. Being supportive well, of my, this. My point being that I I am I'm continually surprised and. I won't say amazed, but I'm continually continually surprised when we listen back. It's entertaining to me. I mean, and and we we hear from people all the time that say, "Hey, love your podcast." You know, it's like, "Wow." It's like we created something that people say they love. And you know, people tell me, you know, "Man, you are really good at that." You know, it's like it's very strange. Strange experience, but I'm very happy that it um I think if people will just listen, I think they enjoy the the experience, right? And now that it's the summer with road tripping, I'm hearing from people that they're like, whether they found us within the last couple of episodes in however long of a car ride they're having, they're actually listening to more episodes. Which that's is, excellent. Which is also a shout out to my mom and dad because I know they did that this week. Yeah, that's maybe, cool. maybe we'll get we'll get a, we'll get binge listens. All of a sudden, we'll jump to like a you know a million yeah, listeners yeah. next week. Yeah, won't that be great? Yeah, yeah. I have a theory about success and fame. Well, hold on. We totally skipped over talking about Chloe too, which we is we always which do is, that. Which don't is we? Our, I know we always do. Uh, but uh, so, what do you guys think of Chloe's single "Drowning"? You know what she reminded me of? It's well, for one, I, I know she's a young. She's young. She's like, I guess, just about twenty, right? She's a really young. She's um, either nineteen or just turned twenty. I, I really like her voice, and the music is kind of, you know, I, I mean this in a, in a great way, kind of like Edith Piaf. You know, it's kind of has that down, sketch quality, yeah. Which I I, I noticed yeah. they had like it's not like they had like a. Like an up stand up bass, right? That that, that was a, I, I sound like a stand up bass to me on that track. Fretless, yep. Yeah, so like you know, and uh, so yeah, it's very interesting that you know when young people, you know, you know, have these like which I feel are really older influences. It it just kind of amazes me actually. It doesn't sound as if she's attempting to sound different or experimental, which is that's of course a precursor for being experimental and different, right? So, well, she's just like uniquely, this is like, what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, it's like right? she's not trying to Emulate Edith Piaf, but, but to right. me, it, it sounds like that a little bit. That's where I'm getting some of those chord changes, the way her, her melody choices, you know, they're not basic. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a. I think it's, a, it's, it's fairly sophisticated. That's something that uh, usually is an acquired attribute, so... I have a theory about about um we have more songs by by Chloe later on in the in the podcast but I have a theory now about fame about success. I heard this a while back I didn't believe it but then I started to look around and I really believe, really started to believe this now. You know how you can tell someone's going to be famous? How Carl? And I mean this just physically. They have an, a big head, an enlarged head for their body. Their head is disproportionately <laughs> I've heard that bigger. Before. It's true. Their head is disproportionately Never bigger. Never helped me. It's like it, it, almost like a bit of a bobblehead, a bit of a bobblehead thing. Look at famous people. They have a slight bobbleheadness to them. Don't you think? 
I never I actually know. took the time to look. Start looking now. Look at all. The more famous they are, the bigger the head. I, I, I've heard that because uh, for some reason it plays well on, in media or in uh, the, on television. I've heard that. Yeah. Actually, that uh, makes sense now. Uh, now that I'm thinking about yeah, it, your 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 face tends to be you know take up more of the screen. And so, uh, thereby, you can get more attention, become more famous. You so know, I basically scroll. I so I scroll through Instagram now, and I only stop on people with big heads. We were. We That's were nothing to do with the music, about, just how big their heads are. We were talking earlier, Carl, and you made a comment that I've been thinking about since you made it, which is you were talking about uh, fame. You were talking about people getting the opportunity to live their dream. I. I'm not sure I buy that these days. I think I, I I don't even know what fame is now. I don't know. I mean, if you're if you have a TikTok, a piece of content that gets a hundred million views, are you famous? Uh, if you if, if it's you, consistent, if you're part if of a sixteen you know sixteen episode uh, series that is re- a reality show, and if you you know, if you've got two minutes of screen time for 16 episodes, are you famous? Well, well, no. well there's momentary I, fame. Like There's, you know, there's I, the 15 minutes of fame, as they would call it. Well, I that's think, what I'm thinking. So yeah. do, you, do you think that it actually is how long that they can capture those millions of people's attentions for? Like well, it, was, in, it, in, was it Andy Warhol that said everybody gets 15 minutes? I, I don't know if I believe that anymore. Well, Some people are on like their – third decade of 15 minutes. The thing is, I think, especially with social media, if you, let's say, for instance, because we were already on this reality TV show thing that you're talking about, you go on for six episodes for two minutes, but after that gain, you know, two million followers across your social media platforms, and you can hold that for years, I would say there's a level of fame there because you probably, you know, get stopped by people and they tell you about why they follow you or what they like about you. So I would say that that's probably more so how people either stay famous or like fame could be gauged these days is how long can they hold the attention of their followers. But yeah. do, do dare I, you know, judge the quality of a fame is a a Kardashian fame. It's famous, but is it is, is the quality of that fame as good as a, a Taylor Swift fame? I, just I think, think that, I think there are different levels. Like I, I think that a like different degree. Well, there are, different, there, there are different famous, degrees but- of fame. Like the Kardashians started reality reality TV. Regardless of how good it is, people still bought into it for twenty years. What if I said I believe that I would bet that half of the American population could not pick out the Kardashians in a lineup. Oh, I would agree. Well, all, all I'm saying is that I know, a percentage, even sure. somebody that's got that much notoriety in the current environment, they're not famous people. I don't think they're famous people. I don't no, know. I, I disagree. I don't know. Yeah, but then again, and then it's funny. You take someone like Paul McCartney, right, who you would agree is famous, right, world famous? Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's world famous. He's got world like famous. 9 million you know, Instagram followers. What's your name? Chloe Kardashian has 130 has million. 130 million. Exactly. So like, That's so my did, point. So you're saying that even though her social media numbers are ridiculous, in, in actual She's world not famous. fame. 
I don't, well, she is famous, but for different reasons. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird call. It's a weird I mean, thing now. In all sakes, the Kardashians are kind of famous for doing nothing at the start. I mean, they, they have businesses on the side, but the reason that people know their name is because of their reality TV show. This could all be a certain amount of ageism as well. I can remember watching, you know, being with my mother, watching television. And my mother, like, wondering out loud, every single person that would come on the screen, my mother would, who is this? Who is this? I don't know that. I don't recognize that person. I do that now. I've been in the music industry 30 plus years. If I watch the Grammys, I know approximately 20% of the people that are featured on them. It's a personal preference on who you think is famous. Like there are some people that I probably would think are famous that you guys would be like, who? I don't know who these people are. Right. So I think it also goes into like personally, who are you going to follow and invest that time in to like learn about? So I think it's maybe it might be platform dependent. So if you got famous by making movies in the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, you're probably a pretty famous person. If you got famous in the last 10 years on through social network, there's a good chance you can still rob a liquor store in Poughkeepsie well, and, and you're not going to be identified. But you you actually hear about that all the time in some news stories about like, oh, did you hear about this Bachelor contestant or this reality TV person and they got arrested or they did exactly. this? Or, so like, it, it's almost like they had their fame. The fame's no longer there. Then they come back for something that like is probably like not necessarily something you want to be recognized for. So Anyway, want to do the song? Yeah, let's do another song. What which one are we going to play? We are going to play White Lies. White Lies. Okay, this is another one by Chloe Hennessy. Mm-hmm. White Lies. Let's check it out. I can picture us in a couple. Thank you wouldn't 
All right, everyone, that was Chloe Hennessy's single, White Lies. And we actually had a chance to ask Chloe some questions, which brings us to our question of the week segment. Uh-oh. Uh, like yeah. an old friend comes Oh, out. yeah. Um, so, so the first question we asked her is, we wanted to know a little bit more about her. So she's going to tell us a little bit more about herself. Hello, I'm Chloe Hennessy, a singer-songwriter from New York City. I'm 19 years old and have released one album and 10 singles. I've been writing songs since I was 10 years old and won my first songwriting contest when I was 15. From then on, I've been putting out my music on many platforms such as Instagram, which is at Chloe Hennessy Music, Facebook, Spotify, and other platforms. I've been able to play around the city and record my music at the Ice Plant Studios in Long Island City. These have all been amazing experiences for me, and I'm looking forward to everything ahead. Since I am attending NYU in the fall, I'm sure there will be tons of events and people that I'll be able to meet to keep playing songs and have fun doing it. That's exciting. I know. NYU is exciting. The next question we asked her is, um, now that she's released her 10 singles and her album, we wanted to know what else she's working on. So I just finished my project of releasing 10 singles this past year, and now I'm getting ready to take a trip to Los Angeles for some projects in the future. I also just did my first live concert in over a year, and that was really fun. And this past year, since I couldn't really perform live for people, I have been doing live performances on my Instagram, as well as other creators' Instagrams. And adding on to that, I've also done collaborations with other creators for posts for Instagram or YouTube. It has been really nice that even though I haven't been able to play and sing with people in the same room this year, we're still able to connect through making videos together or talking to each other on lives. Yeah, that's just been a really fun thing that I've been doing. I'm going to be interested to see what her projects are in L.A. when she gets back. So that's something I think we'll follow up with her and see what she's working on. Cool. Yeah, we, we had also talked early on during the pandemic about how important it was to collaborate. Yeah, she see, and she seems it's to cool kind that of she did that, yeah. latched on to that because she definitely has been able to grow her following with it. Yep. Now the question we asked her is um, what artists have inspired her career? So let's see what you have to say about that. So when I was younger, some artists that inspired me were Taylor Swift and Sarah Bareilles. I've also been recently inspired by artists like Billie Eilish, Janelle Monae, and Gwen Stefani. I think those first artists I really enjoyed because of the way they used their lyrics and the tunes of the songs they were writing sort of interdependently, and that's sort of what I did when I was first writing songs. I was very focused on the poeticness of the words that I was writing. And then once I started listening to people like Billie Eilish, Janelle Monae, Gwen Stefani, I started really getting into the different unique sounds I could use, not just more acoustic sounds, but more electronic, I'd say. So those artists I listen to on repeat and who I find myself wanting to sound similar to in what I produce. And I've also been listening to a bunch of bands like Panic Got the Disco, Green Day, Arctic Monkeys, and Radiohead. And I've taken elements from those bands into my music as well. 
No Edith Piaf, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting because, I mean, I was I was listening intently. It's like, okay, I, yep, know that, know that, know that, know that. Know. I knew them all, so that's cool. So I guess as a 19-year-old, she's got a bit of a retro taste, right? She mentioned Borellis, which is that, that debut record is was stunning. I, love, I, I think Sarah Bell is great. Probably one of the last yeah. great singer-songwriters to come around. Well, and yeah. I, can, I can totally see where her sound resembles that now, like having heard a couple of her songs and her mentioning that that's been an influence for her. Carl, you mentioned covers. Um, I recently saw a, I had not seen it before, but I recently saw a um, uh, Sarah Borellis cover on YouTube of Good Goodbye, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, it's Man, great. It was Amazing, so right? wild. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. She's really. She has a song called "Gravity" that just kills me. But um, oh, I love "Gravity." The first time I heard that actually was on a show called "So You Think You Can Dance," and it was. I became a Sarah Bareilles fan from that. The last thing we asked was, uh, "What does a, a successful career look like to you?" Let's see what Chloe had to say about that. Carl's question. <laughs> yeah, like what is like what does a career look like? You know, in this day and age, right? So a successful career in music to me is moving others with the songs you write and produce. And I always want my songs to have meanings that can be relatable or interpreted by anyone. A lot of times I find the lyrics of my songs being somewhat vague because I want other people to be able to relate to them. But I also don't want to have to explicitly say how I'm feeling or what's going on. I like it to be more vague and more able to interpret by others. And so I write about core struggles such as heartbreak, as well as transitions we all go through in life. I wrote one song about when I was moving and how I was going from a childhood home and also growing and changing with the move. And in writing them, I usually find it's helpful for me as well. So I hope it helps the people that listen to it. But anyway, I, I think it would be really nice to have an impact on whoever hears my music. And I guess that would be what a successful career is to me. I agree with a lot of that. I, 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 nice, I, nice and simple. I write vague as well because I, I want... I don't want to make the songs like written in stone because it's what it means to you. So I get what she's saying about that. Well, and I think it goes back to, Greg, what you've talked about in earlier episodes, like kind of having a universal topic, but still mm-hmm. being able to put in your own personal spin Be on personal, it so people right. can relate to it. So, Right. Absolutely. So what else do you want to talk about, guys? Carl, yeah. you had brought up before we started recording that you wanted to talk a bit about TikTok or something that you kind of oh, yeah, figured I, out I, this, this I, week. Another cool thing about TikTok is that I think um, I think we're a lot of people as far as getting back to social media now, like, but with Greg, he's right, like how much it really means anything. But there's a person that we used to deal with that I think launched her career. You know, she's signed now to a major label. And I think it got launched because of her... TikTok performances, you know, and uh, and a lot of it's, you know, wasn't even just uh, her songs. It was hers doing covers. And we just stumbled on another artist that we liked that we're going to feature soon. Mm-hmm. And I won't say her name right now, but, and the reason why I stumbled on her because she was singing these great cover versions of like God Only Knows or like, you know, The Boxer by this, you know, um, Simon and Garfunkel. These really cool little acoustic guitar versions, voice and guitar, and they're just great. And, and it's really interesting. And, and she has all these followers. And I think people don't underestimate the um, power of TikTok. Really, to grow your, you know. To grow, your, to grow your audience and following. But to 
follow up to that, Instagram's got a lot of blowback lately on right. not being transparent in why they take down certain things or why things certain things go viral, but other things don't. They have a creator account now that you can follow. And um, one of the main executives from Instagram gets on and gives tips or advice or at least goes into more depth about why certain things are happening. And the latest video that they've put out is that they're actually putting more emphasis on people doing videos that are between 30 seconds and up to three minutes long. Those are the things that they're looking for and their algorithm will ping as deemed worthy of other people going to see it, which you and I, Carl, talked about a week or two ago about the different tiers and how people can unlock them. But it's interesting that TikTok is the place where you can kind of do video consistently. And now Instagram is really putting an so emphasis and onus it, on it. It's Zuckerberg trying to chase you after TikTok. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. Right. But that's actually. Because TikTok just raised their their time limit on songs on length of video as well. Mm-hmm. It used yeah. to be a minute. Now it's two minutes. So now. It's actually how I found Chloe on Instagram as I was scrolling and she was playing the ukulele and singing a cover of something. And that's what drew me in. And that's kind of how I found a couple of the different songs. And that's why we reached out to feature her. You know, we need, we need Don Kirshner. Hey, oh Don. gosh. <laughs> Today in the show business, we have. How come our podcast on Don Kirshner didn't go viral? I don't last know. Week? We have, we have uh, our new artist. We just found off the TikTok. It's the, uh, <laughs> Chloe Hennessy. 25 million streams of her playing the ukulele (laughs) in the bathroom of her mother's kitchen. (laughs) Bedroom pop, baby. Bedroom pop. There's no more garage bands. Now we have kitchen bands. We have bathroom bands. Uh, All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. For all of the links to everything that we talked about, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T. T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. And here is Play With Fire, which is Chloe Hennessy's latest single. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. What can I say? I'm a train wreck. But you must have known what you walked into. Something came up, need a rain check Be careful to look if you've tied your shoes Ooh, I was born to play with fire